Did you want to start, start off with the introduction? Yeah. Well, I think uh, they, we've been letting this go. Uh, he hello, everybody, and welcome to... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. you had to be careful about that. I'm, I'm, I'm next to a plant. Sorry. It's, everything's okay, I promise. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I am Eric Chappelle. I'm Louis Leach. And today, uh, while we're questioning... Uh, the reality we're in every day i mean that's something that 2020 has been a theme of it's like why are what what is life now but now we're talking about one of the most influential films of not just the last decade but probably of all time and it's one that recently celebrated its 10th anniversary not only with a re-release in theaters uh to theaters that actually did open but also to the filmmaker's newest uh, film, Christopher Nolan, uh, in honor of Tenet, we are going to be discussing Inception. Let's start off by saying, how did you first hear about this movie? Okay, asking me. Okay. <laughs> Try to uh, spruce things up a bit. <laughs> okay. I kind of knew about Inception back... Um, I think about the time the turn of the decade came about, I was trying to like be a little bit more active with movies that were coming out. Although Inception was one of those that I unfortunately didn't get the chance to see in theaters. Also one of the first films that I actually heard about that was using D-Box that my brother was raving to me about. Because uh, there was an incident at a movie theater, at one of his local movie theaters, where uh, they had just like implemented D-Box seating and like they were testing it out and it's like, he really enjoyed it, but it's like they ended up actually getting refunded, be thinking that, like, oh, sorry, the D-Box wasn't working, and my brother was sick. It's like, worked fine. What are they talking about? I think another reason why I didn't see it was because I was also in that kick of, like, you know, I hadn't seen enough of Christopher Nolan's work to, like, really get the massive appeal he was in. So it's like when I was 14, so it's like maybe I was in that mood of, like, oh, I hate everything that's popular. Honestly, I can't remember how I first heard about this movie. I think, in all honesty, I just I saw that it had. Uh, I think my brother and my mom were interested in seeing it, and because I I don't know if I was necessarily like I I wasn't really like not wanting to see it. It was just like okay, let's just see this whatever you know, just to, to go for for the 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 time being, uh, just to see what it's about, just kind of. All right, family movie here. Um, and the only thing I really knew... Inception, fun for the whole family. Kind of. It was, it was, it was my eyes. It, it is a film technically about DiCaprio trying to get back to his family. Well, I mean, being the fact that Leonardo, what's DiCaprio, left of it. Leonardo DiCaprio was in this, that's that's because I knew I was already a big fan of him mm -hmm. um, from his, his past works. Um, other than Titanic people, I've seen his other works besides Titanic, okay? Um... <laughs> But yeah, I've I've I have was already a big fan of his, so it's like okay, well let's just see what this actual movie is about. Um, admittedly, I think at the time when I saw it, I was I wasn't as into it when it first came out, only because I think I was so young. I'm starting to realize now, the second time seeing it, uh, there's a lot of information being thrown at you all at once. But at the same time, now as an adult, I I have. I, I definitely have like marks and and all that stuff with 
okay, this kind of sort of makes sense, but this doesn't. Um, but I definitely am a little bit more intrigued by the movie now as an adult than I was when I first saw it. Um, although I know a lot of people were, when I was in the movie theater, were, I could hear like the irritation in their voice when they saw the final scene <laughs> with the thimble and them stopping it because they want to see if he was, at, it was that suspense of seeing if he was actually in a dream or if he actually made it to his family or whatnot. Yeah, I, I have some things to say about that, uh, when we get to that part, um, but I mean, other than that, yeah, that's basically my introduction with it was just seeing it as a kid with my family for the first time. Um, not, like I said, not necessarily not wanting to see it, just like, okay, well, family's going, so, you know, might as well do myself and know Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. I say it that, that like that because in all honesty, he actually admitted how he actually got his name. Mm-hmm. I guess his mom and his dad went to, went to go see Mona Lisa. When, when, when she was pregnant with him and she said apparently she could feel him kicking when they saw the painting and I, I, I guess his, he said that his dad thought that, that was a sign and decided to le- name him Leonardo after after that moment. Ever since he said you're, that... You're giving me a name, Lisa! <laughs> so as soon as, as soon as he actually mentioned that in an interview, I've always kind mm-hmm. of, for some reason, because of that mistakenly sometimes called him Leonardo da Vinci into Leonardo DiCaprio because right. of because of, 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 of that whole yeah. thing. But um yeah with with being the fact that he's in this movie it's like okay well you know might as well see it and I didn't I will admit I didn't appreciate it as as much as I should have when I was a kid at now that I do as an adult. Uh I definitely did not have a properly matured mindset to really give this film the appreciation it truly oh. deserved. So I don't know if I did when when I was a kid either. Like I said, I just saw it to see it with my family and and. Well, how old were you when this uh, came out? Ah, uh, crap! When what year? Two thousand ten. This was literally ten years ago. Yeah, I think I was eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, I think uh, like I said, I, I I was when I first saw it. I just I don't know. It was I heard about it, but that that was basically the extent of that. I knew it definitely had something to do with, like, you know, maybe I just needed to be a little bit older to, like, you know, uh, for, for me to understand. Because, like, my brother was telling it's like, because I had been hearing everyone say about how, like, y- like you were saying, like, this is one of those films you need to pay attention to. Uh, for me, my brother was actually saying the opposite of, like, no, this is actually pretty easy to understand. And it did, it took me until, like, recently when I had to rewatch it again uh, before seeing Tenant to prepare myself that I understood what he was talking about and um well I, I know you were mentioning like the whole ring situation that's what I was gonna yeah that's basically if you keep an eye on DiCaprio's left hand in the movie it's like if you know it's a dream then he's wearing his wedding ring if he's not then it's reality well, boom there you go well one thing I was gonna say was um the thing that I think, I think you have to pay attention to is just really the details of the dream how that whole system works with that because like I said a lot of information being thrown at you all at once and you really have to pay close attention to that part in order to understand <laughs> later on what they're actually doing yeah i can imagine like someone like probably walking in after like uh ha- after after halfway through and realizing it's like okay it's like we're in the hotel we're in the mountain we're at the bridge what's going 
wrong. Basically, so it's like that. This is definitely not a movie where you can like. Yeah, this is one of the yeah. yeah. Chris, this is where it's like one of those moments where it's like Chris Nolan takes inspiration from Alfred Hitchcock. Being it's like if you go to this movie, you better be starting from the beginning and paying attention. Yeah, kind of on the edge of your seat a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Base. This is this is one of those movies that kind of has you on the edge of your seat. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite a lot, um, but yeah, it's um, other other than how I heard about it, I one thing I definitely liked is how thought provoking it is because, admittedly, psychologically speaking, it is extremely thought provoking when when it comes to dreams analysis and stuff like that. Much like I I said with with Inside Out, I don't know how they came up with these numbers of if this has if this has been if it's. I don't know if this is going to sound like it makes sense or not, but if, if going into a dream within a dream is possible, I don't know if anyone's ever actually tried to practice that or if that's even possible, first off. And if it is, how did they come up with those numbers of when you're in the first dream, you're in there for God knows how many seconds, when you're going in there, you're in there for longer, and then after that, it's even I'm like, okay, how on earth are you coming up with those numbers? And is this even a realistic scenario has anyone ever actually tried attempted this how did he come up with those numbers uh like so there's just certain things it they're an interesting theory i just don't know if it's if they got this based on actual experiments or or studies or whatnot how they're coming up with the numbers within this this um movie i'd imagine it's a lot of research and numbers considering it's christopher nolan and the fact that they're going even deeper into it. Okay, mom. Sorry. <laughs> the fact that they're going even. <laughs> trying to go as even deeper into it with the scene where they're saying that these men are really coming here to wake up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that part doesn't make sense to me. Like, they're, they're sleeping so much that reality i'm like okay that that is where it goes lost in translation for me as an adult i'm like how that doesn't it makes sense but it doesn't in so many ways yeah if if that makes sense i think for me one of the reasons it's uh i'm a little bit more lenient on the rules of it is like you know considering i'm one of those people who believes the theory that like dreams have like limitless rules so it's like depending on like it's always going to be like a big gamble uh of what's going to happen so I, i think that might have been like why i was a little bit more lenient on like you know what makes sense or not and considering you know it's like i had my point of like figuring out like okay i know how to keep track of reality it's like i think that's why it didn't seem to throw me off as much i i just i i don't know i think um because like i said i i liked don't get me wrong i liked the movie i definitely don't don't hate the movie i like the movie it's just and i definitely enjoyed it maybe more as well coming back as a film student yeah. Because it definitely posed a lot of questions and definitely is a movie that makes you think. Uh, another, yeah, that's the thing I got to really hand it to Nolan is that he not is uh, someone actually coined the term that he's like the smart Michael Bay, because <laughs> uh, or at least recently with some of his movies, it's like because he handles a lot of action scenes, but he actually does have a lot of purpose behind each of the scenes. So he definitely knows how to like ma- uh, keep the audience engaged when when it matters most. It just yeah the the as you get into it it definitely draws you in but the deeper you get it's I don't know to me that's where it starts somewhat not making sense mm. and I'm just like okay this is kind of where it's getting lost in translation so I'm just like okay 
where are they coming from with this? Is it mm. basically a, like, is, was this research-based? Is this, excuse me, actual studies-based? Like, how much, excuse me, how much research went, actually went into this versus certain things? And I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I don't. Mm-hmm. That makes it, you know, so, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> like those people at the job interview, you understand what to do? Yes. Okay, good. Get to work. <laughs> and now you're just like, all right, bake until you make it kind of thing. Pretty much. I mean, other than that, like, love the acting. Mm-hmm. Ellen Page is one damn good actress. I was going to say the same thing. It's like one of the first things I told my mom when I was watching this movie is that, my God, I forgot how good of an actress Ellen Page was. Because the last film I saw her in was a movie called Flat... was uh, the remake of a film called Flatliners. And that was also a film where they kind of uh, screwed you in the marketing, where they kind of lied about Alan Page being the star. When, uh, spoiler alert, she ends up getting axed off halfway through the movie. Uh, so fuck you, flatliners. <laughs> but yeah, like I, looking th- back at that, 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 that was that was a, that that movie is a horror film, right? Yes, technically, uh, it's a bad horror remake. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but inception this there are like seeing her in that is like reminding it's like this is why i love you so much well i know i'm a big fan of hers in umbrella academy also a massive fan of hers in tallulah it's another movie that that i absolutely loved her in um also did love her in juno but i i will admit juno is one of her earlier movies and i definitely i definitely see her movies where she's definitely gotten better Mm-hmm. Uh, her def- her, she's definitely one actress that has improved with each film. She just keeps getting better. She's someone honestly I would love to work with, honestly. Um, except, mm-hmm. and I definitely, and mind you, she was the reason. Knowing that she needed, she was the reason why I even started watching the Umbrella Academy, because I love her her uh, her work. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, this. She's the main reason why. And then eventually that and Robert Sheehan. I love Robert Sheehan as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. It was also the first time that uh, Chris Nolan had, uh, had worked with like uh, Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Lovett, who would later on go to do uh, The Dark Knight Rises uh, together as his next film. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, I also love Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Lovett as well. And, and honestly. For me, this is also this is one of the... Really, re- this is a really strong cast, to be honest with Yeah, you. it's like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Joseph Gordon-Lovett was actually the one reason it's like I, ki- I was kicking myself for not seeing this in theaters, because it's like, I was on a big kick with, like, finally watching 500 Days of Summer, and I will go on record, it's like I had a br- uh, long while of saying that was my favorite movie, and, like, e- I think even then I'd still put it in my top ten, honestly. Because uh, he's really really good with action scenes like especially not just with this but with also looper later on uh, and also dark knight rises as well but yeah this was like kind of like the first one to like really emphasize that he can really mm-hmm. handle uh you know blockbuster action like this and, and uh, played, especially smart noir films like this and he played opposite leonardo dicaprio very well he really really did well against uh, alongside him in this film that proved he was good enough to play a cop to talk up against Batman. I mean, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is a very strong actor, and you have, I mean... Also, can I just point out, it's like, considering you had mentioned, like, Titanic, it's like, can we just mention this is also another film where Leonardo DiCaprio is afraid of drowning? 
Well, yeah, because in, in the movie Inception, it's like the first scene you see of it is that he's washed up on a beach, and then yeah. later on, he's then pushed into a bathtub, and then his dreams flood in. And then later at the end, in one dream, he's woken up by his body falling in a lake. That's going well. <laughs> Water, my one weakness. This is honestly one of the, the best casting choices, in my opinion. The chemistry yeah. was insane. Yeah, and going back to Tom Hardy real quick, like, he just, like, I love it when, because, uh, like, this is also one of the few films where it's, like, you actually do get to see his face. Which is funny because there actually was an interview where somebody asked him, it's like, why do you do so many films where you cover up your face? Like, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Dunkirk, this film, and it is, and that moment of him just realizing, it's like, oh my god, I, I do that a lot? Oh my god. <laughs> just that moment of, like, his world just, like, crumbling apart. He actually didn't even realize it until someone said it to him? Yes. Wow, okay. And I bet now he's kind of like probably being glad. It's like, oh, thank God, my first film with Nolan is like he actually thought it was beautiful. <laughs> or maybe that was the decision of like, hmm, I don't know about Tom. Put this on your face. That's better. Other movies I was actually going to mention. There was a movie with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with Scarlett uh, Johansson. I cannot. Don John. Yes. I have seen that movie. Honestly, his not the biggest fan of the movie itself mm-hmm. i mean it's not I, I don't hate the movie it's just not my favorite from him but his acting in that spot on impeccable he could play the ultimate asshole impeccable and i'm like oh my god dude like it's just it's, it's one of those of what can't you do man it takes a very strong actor or even actress to be able to pull off that kind of chemistry with Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I'm pretty... Mm-hmm. My eyes or at least keep slip. up with that kind of information in a movie like that. Well, that, or even just like... Because, well, I mean, in my eyes, DiCaprio is a very, very strong actor. And, I mean, it takes a very, very strong acting to be able to bring the, these characters up to life. And with that, I'm like, I didn't realize just how strong of an actor he really was until I saw him, re-saw him in this movie alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, honestly, I would say, like, this was kind of the start of, like, uh, him having a decade of films where it's, like, he was less focused on, like, I mean, even though he was still doing, like, the big Oscar films, like, you know, for Wolf of Wall Street or Shutter Island or The Revenant and so forth, but it's, like, at the same time, he was also doing more films that felt a little bit more of the uh, fun sense where it's, like, he's doing this for the sake of the film, not so much for, like, uh, the achievement uh, accolades when you got like prestige actors who can like do films that are like a little bit more relaxed and fun because i feel like that brings out their better performances um when he works with tarantino like with Django unchained or once upon a time in hollywood it's like he's one of those filmmakers who's like able to like help them loosen up but it's like still give out a hundred percent really mm-hmm. another blockbuster he was almost gonna do was another chris nolan film he was almost considered to do the dark knight rises mm uh because one of the original draft because like considering he worked so well with uh uh inception there was actually an early draft for the dark knight rises which was nolan's third and final batman film jonathan nolan his brother and co-writer of the film he wanted to originally instead of do tom hardy as bane he wanted to do dicaprio as the riddler honestly like the more i think about i still think that's that's something i think can work today 
like uh, I have to see it. Yeah, because a lot of people were speculating, like you know, maybe DiCaprio might play the Joker in that solo film, but it's like, no, it's the Riddler. I could see him as like, it's like especially like. Um, I honestly don't know if I see Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. No, that's the thing. It's like, but as the Riddler, I think he's a better choice for that. Especially after seeing uh, him in this film where he could definitely really work around an enemy, like try to convince him that he's on their side. Also with looking at his performance in The Wolf of Wall Street where he's able to have that that enjoyable lust for evil, like even though he knows it's corrupt, it's like he's going to use it because the system is that weak enough for him to rig it. It's like... Again, I'd have to see it. I, I really, that's yeah. one casting I'd really have to see in order, really, because I remember bits and pieces of Wolf of Wall Street. Honestly, that's one movie that if we were to do, I would definitely have to watch it because mm-hmm. I remember bits and pieces, but I mean, I just, I don't know if I see that. I, like I said, I think that in, if it was to work, I would have to really see it in order to make a final decision because I'm just... For some reason, whenever someone mentions the Riddler, I end up thinking of freaking Jim Carrey's performance of... Well, Jim Carrey's was more of, like, uh, a tribute to Frank Dorshin's Riddler, who was uh, trying to be, like, a second Joker whenever Cesar Romero wasn't available. Oh, no, I get that. It's just... That was my very first exposure to that, and so I just... I For some reason, I, I always kind of pictured that as, like, the setting stone to what that character's supposed to look like yeah <laughs> because i've never because that was my earliest um exposure to that character so i'm just like i'm just like eh, maybe it's i, I don't know I'd, I'd have to see uh the rendition of that in order to actually fully mm-hmm. base an opinion on that because i'm not sure if i fully see that or not but i mean overall with 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 inception Going yeah, going back to Inception. Sorry, no. we, we can go on a lot of tangents on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, bes- aside from the acting, I'm admittedly, I definitely thought the the effects. Yeah, like, especially with the camera, camera work, uh, especially. Well, the camera work, that I was really impressed with. The scene with, with George, uh, um The hallway fight scene? The hallway fight scene, yeah. the, them losing gravity, mm-hmm. um, him needing to get them down, like that entire sequence. Yeah, it actually took me until like rewatching like some of the behind the scenes of like uh, uh, the Amazing Spider, one of the Amazing Spider-Man films at the time, and seeing like how they filmed it. It's like I understand, like okay, so that's how they did it in Inception, where it's like the set rotated constantly, and they just like filmed that. So I just I was I was definitely impressed with the camera work and like I said just the effects of having it be zero gravity and showing the, the effects I just I and mind you it wasn't even just with that it was also with with the car going to the water I mean this this film in my eyes definitely was a perfect example as to when to and when not to use CGI very fascinating to watch that entire hallway scene mm-hmm. of the effects and the acting and just all of that that was that was a one 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 thing i wanted to mention was just the the, the very that and the, the dream sequence the dream sequences with with the effects and all that stuff like i said it was definitely a a movie that was a perfect example of how to properly use cgi in a film uh, i would say like also like finding ways to like get all these like different kinds of settings and having them all make sense in one 
film it's like and especially for a film about like you know dreams and so forth where it's like reality can really be twisted into different ways it's like it's also with it coming out in 2011 yeah. it's like uh or 2010 i mean especially after the dark knight had just come out it's like i think this was also like a landmark to say it's like blockbusters can not only be really entertaining and loud but they can also actually be smart if you put some effort into them that this is a perfect example as to when used correctly how cgi can help forward a story and not be do too much of it because i i'm sure you've even seen too many films where they've overdone the cgi especially with superhero films but not with this oh yeah definitely it, this one they may use a lot of it but it helps it it, it doesn't hinder it it helps it only they use it strictly to help move the story forward letting it we're, we're too lazy to film this scene we'll just do it in post yeah ex exactly it's, it's just like the the scene is is or this this movie really does uh, one hell of a job of, like I said, using it to, to help tell the story and forward it instead of hindering it and, and mm -hmm. using too much of it to the point where it's like, okay, I get it, you like CGI, let's move on. Yeah. It's also kind of uh, uh, depressing considering it's like uh, it took until Dunkirk for Christopher Nolan, uh, considering how good the directing is. It's like, it's kind of sad that it took until Dunkirk for Christopher Nolan to finally get some recognition through that in, in the form of a nomination. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, inception got nominated for like best original screenplay and best picture but it's like still it's like you know i could still remember my brother arguing that he should have been nominated for best director as well hmm. which now that i'm seeing it today it's like yeah i definitely would argue that he there there are actually a lot of people i feel like should have been more recognized for this film actually yeah, like hell even too. even marianne cotillard who it's like i because she was also in the dark Knight rises uh but i had also forgotten that she was in this film yeah oh like, the woman who played his wife yes mm. oh my yeah like i really yeah she even though it's like i knew how to keep track it's like uh after because i had also watched it a couple times like once after once before and after tenet mm -hmm. uh and that kind of gave me an emphasis of like to really understand it's like okay like even though there are moments where dicaprio knows he's in a dream it's like he's still like there are those moments where he does hesitate about whether it is or not it's like oh wait now I remember it's because he's been stuck in his dream so much with her so much that it's like he doesn't even know himself anymore and mm -hmm. with the way she died thinking that her life wasn't real yeah it, it definitely kind of messes with you it's like did, did he do the same to himself like did did he believe that he actually let his wife die or something like that but I'm just gonna say uh, yeah. with the ending um, I'm gonna ask this did you think with the ending that it was a dream or not personally no um because after watching it and stuff like that, it just with everything going on, it didn't feel like a dream. Because if if you notice the parts where you're entering his dream, it feels like a dream. The energy with with the way he's interacting with characters, with what's going on with the characters in the psyche, with them attacking people, it literally feels like just everything. It feels like a dream near the end. It feels like he's actually in real life. It doesn't feel like a dream sequence. So I didn't actually think that he was actually dreaming. Mm -hmm. I thought in my eyes that 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 him spinning that that thumbtack was was just uh, kind of like an homage to like kind of a goodbye thing to to that life, and it's like a 
tell a goodbye to that hello to this new life that came in as children. Kind of. Like, it was almost like, it, I'm going to spend this one last time just for old time's sake and go from... I mean, I understand why, obviously, the director wanted you to see yeah. that, but, like, in my eyes, it was, like, symbolic to, like, okay, let's spend that one for one last time and then uh, go on to this, this, this new life with my children. It was, like, it was like a transition to a new beginning in, in my eyes if that yeah, but because yeah it, it did it didn't it didn't have the same energy as it usually did with with his dream sequences of things tearing apart or when when you're in the dreams it, it them feeling like a memory it didn't feel like a memory to me it felt like this is actually happening he's seeing his kids the interaction stuff like that it actually felt real my discovery was like, like I said, I kept an eye on his left hand. I actually went back and double checked. It's a, I gotta hand it to Nolan. It's like and DiCaprio. It's like they do a really good job of like making sure that one detail is noticed, but you don't see it at the end. Notice at the end. But I did catch a uh, quick glance. I did see it, so it's like I know it's like okay, this is real. It just yeah, it it just yeah, the the energy like every. But I kind of yeah, no. I I kind of took it as like him like realizing it's like kind of it's like kind of a bit of uh, self-doubt of like i'm actually here and my kids are actually i could see their faces it's so yeah it is there, there's many aspects to it that that made it feel like real life so to me like i said it just it, it it felt like new beginnings instead of stuck in limbo can i can i mention that 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 would suck well, massively <laughs> well that's only if you're unlike Ken Watanabe, and don't have a friend to go search for them in exchange for helping him get back to his kids. Well, I'm pretty sure it would suck either way. Just, just, just an old man with his thoughts. Just, unless you're someone with like an extreme imagination, even then it would be awful not having anyone there with you. That, 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 that's sad and miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a way to come back for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall... I love this film, so... Yeah. Yeah, I have I have nothing... And even looking back on it, it's like, because I, I tend to also go back and, like, try to point out, like, oh, what was the significant, like, film that represented this genre of uh, for that year? And I definitely feel like Inception is the, the one film that definitely, like, that that's the sci-fi film of 2010 that I think about. It definitely makes me appreciate it a lot better after having gone to see Tenet. Which, since you've given your overall thoughts on Inception, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take a brief moment to like kind of rant about Tenet for a little bit. Uh, yeah, so bonus everybody, you get to hear me talk about another film. Uh, so what do you what what exactly do you want to know about Tenet? Like I'm ask away because like I could tell you right off the bat, it's like I didn't like the movie. What is it about? Because I literally okay. have no idea. Good question. Uh, <laughs> Okay, it's about John David Washington, who's this uh, American spy, cop, soldier? I, I don't know what he is, but it's like, uh, he's an American spy who then gets, uh, who fakes his death to work for this program that's trying to help prevent World War Three. The, or, uh, the evil organization he's going up against is like, they're led by Russian Kenneth Branagh, and what it is is uh, inverting time through gold radiation. 
it's a confusing film that I had trouble following myself. That sounds confusing already. Yeah, and there are even moments where it's like, oh, what happened here? It hasn't happened yet. In in red. Oh, sorry. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, funny enough, they they actually do pay that off at some point because there there are some action scenes where it's like uh, you do see them first encountered and then later on they're done again inverted through the other person's perspective. Uh, which I do think that is a really interesting, a really damn good technique to focus on. And, uh, you know, I can definitely tell that it takes a lot of choreography, uh, to figure out, especially. But I honestly feel like this is one of those films that, with how Christopher Nolan was keeping this so secretive, I felt like he should have not done that and should have had more people look through this to give him more notes. It, it feels like he actually was so secretive about it that he didn't even read it himself. Or do another draft and be like no this works based on these reviews that i'm seeing you're not the only one who hates the film uh Mulan uh, box office flops in china while tenant drops in u.s and hollywood's tenant experiment fails and do you want to know what's another contributing factor covid uh no uh oh that, <laughs> that's one of them uh but no it's actually because like this is another reason why i appreciate inception a lot of bit more like i know people make fun of the all the time but it's like at least you can actually hear what's going on in inception 40 okay. percent of the dialogue i could not figure out what was being said whether it was people wearing masks whether it was, was people also, was on actually, sailing boats there was actually another that, that was actually another comment on there what is up with christopher Ken's obsession with masks there's actually like an actual review that was on there yeah, it's like, I bet he was now regretting not having Tom Hardy in there. It's like, okay, well, who could I put a mask on? <laughs> John, get over here. It, but but even Michael Caine was saying it's like he didn't know what Tenet was about because he was only given his samples of the script. It's like, that's how secretive no one was trying to be with his movie. It sounds to me like he was trying to recreate, um, in a sense, um, Westworld. Like, scene by scene or whatever. I mean, they literally were only given certain information that they needed to know in order to actually film it. Which is fine in some cases to, like, prevent leaks and so forth. But still, for, like, performance-wise, it's like... Well, I mean, according to the, to the cast, they did it in such a way that it actually worked. Because they were very, very... Um... Well, isn't Westworld about robots, anyway? From what I've been told... And what I've seen, it's about uh, an amusement park where adults can go there and live out fantasies. And yes, majority of the the people working in this um, park happen to be robotic. Yes, they're robots. Okay. Um, I, mean, I was gonna say like maybe that was an excuse for like the uh, uh, weird acting. Sometimes. In within the world, from what I've been told, there people who go there can uh, explore sexual fantasies and exploring this with robots. Um, they can uh, explore violent fantasies with the West and shootouts and stuff like that. And yeah, you're like I said, you're doing this with robots. So based that that kind of is what it's a little bit sounding like. But one thing that they cast members have basically said is in order to make the, the story go and to actually get the acting better they were very 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 careful with what information they gave to 
the castles and whatnot. So I have to yeah. ask: Is there an episode where it's uh, robots in a frat party? There's an episode where it's robots in an orgy. Close enough. <laughs> I have confirmed. <laughs> Robot house. Um. Other. Other. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get that shit out of the way. Uh. But I mean, from what I'm seeing from both reviews and what you are saying, it sounds like it did not pay off for him. No, it did not. I mean, there are some things that did pay off, like the inverted action scenes that do come back later on. But that's about it. Like. I really wish you would put this out on VOD so I could understand what is going on here. They had just, because I'm saying that, because they had delayed uh, Wonder Woman to Christmas. And I'm going to say right now, I would have rather have Wonder Woman come out in theaters than have Tana in theaters. No, Black Widow. That was supposed to, that was, that's another film that would I would have appreciated coming out sooner instead. I actually really want to see that film. It's hard to make judgments during a pandemic. I was about to say, it's really hard to do that during a pandemic because, I mean, I just literally saw that Mulan flop, and I'm like, okay, I wonder if it... Well, that was mostly because they uh, put a $30 paywall behind it and because they tried to pander to China, and they said no. I don't know if I would trust putting out a whole lot of movies out during a pandemic, especially when you don't know how many people are going, stuff like that. You know, that's almost impossible to tell when everyone's scared to leave their house. If I'd actually gotten sick after seeing New Mutants, I'd say, like, you're right. But luckily that didn't happen. The New Mutants? Yeah, I, I saw that in theaters mostly because that was just one of those films where it's like, I'm sick of this film being delayed. It's like, I just want to see this and get it over with. Mm. But yeah, um, oh, do you have anything more to uh, mention with uh, Tenet? Do yourself a favor. Uh, if there's a theater showing it, stay home and watch Inception instead. <laughs> yeah. That's my advice. Just... I'm sorry, John David Washington. You're an amazing man. You're an amazing man, an amazing actor. Loved Black Klansman. I'm sorry. This didn't work. I mean, even even though I have certain issues with some of the rules of Inception, mm-hmm. with the plot and storyline, um, I I no. still highly recommend to anyone. Yeah, and especially if you're 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 interested in watching something that's thought provoking and that's gonna literally make you think outside the box. Mm-hmm. literally and if you pay attention to the hand detail uh this movie isn't as uh hard to follow as some would think <laughs> yeah i think that's uh pretty much all we got to say about inception and uh that's also my uh brief rant on uh tenant for a while so uh well i guess there, there's also one good thing i could say about it uh with the uh covid spacing it's like it actually felt ideal to watch a movie I just wish it was a better movie. It sounds like this this pandemic is going to go on for a little bit longer, so, you know, hopefully you'll have other enjoyable movie experiences, yes. Mm-hmm. He's released Dune. E- even despite the fact that Tim- Timothy Chalamet is in it? Yes. Uh, Knowing how you feel? Uh, yeah, like, that's the one drawback to it is Timothy Chalamet being a dude, but it's like, I'll still see it because I love Denis Villeneuve so much. But we'll see where that future lies this Unlike Christmas. Unlike Eric, I don't com- I'm not completely against Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, against, not, I'm against him in a lead role. He's fine as a supporting actor. I'm not completely against the dude, but I just haven't seen him a whole lot, but I, I'm not I'm definitely I definitely don't have a crush on him or anything like that. And I'm definitely not like the other woman's like, Oh my god, I really wanna get on penis. No. Not not gonna say that, no. But just yeah, I'm I'm not like I said well it's, it's, She's not the only one I know who's obsessed with. There are men who I think are obsessed with them. Yeah, I know. And again, I still say to them, 
fine. Chalamet doesn't care about you, Oli. <laughs> he will never go for you. He seems like a nice kid, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm not against Yeah, him. he's probably a nice guy in real life. It's just that I, I don't know. I, I think his acting is a little bit meh. He's working on it, but, you know, we'll, we'll give that to him. He's working on it. Who's Definitely who? was not best actor material. I'm sorry. Should have been James Franco. He needs to work faster. <laughs> but that, 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 that's right. All right. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, this has been uh, Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I'm Eric Trapel. I'm Melissa Leach. And we'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye.